today on It's Time. And you know what I think is really amazing here? That the Bible doesn't read like this. So the Lord said to Moses, okay, you're a loser. See ya. Welcome to It's Time, the daily Bible teaching program of Mike Kessler, pastor of the River Christian Fellowship in Twin Falls, Idaho. Today, we're going through the book of Exodus. So turn there in your Bible and follow along with Pastor Mike. I don't know any Lord of the Hebrews, Pharaoh said. Oh, really? Well, what, is he, what has he got to say here? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has done evil to this people, neither have you delivered your people at all. Wow. Now he's faulting God. <laughs> hey, listen, all the problems here, hey, God is your fault. Have you ever blamed God for things as a Christian? I think we all have. You know, God, if you're God, why am I in this mess I'm in? Like God did it. Well, God, you allowed it, okay? God says, I ain't done yet. Let's go to chapter 6. Then the Lord said to Moses... Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. Oh, here it is, everyone. Now you're going to see what I'm going to do to Pharaoh. He showed his colors. Now I'm going to deal with him. Do you realize that God uses you and me sometimes to show people their real colors? What they're really made of? And then God will deal with them? I remember one time there was a guy named Red in California. My parents knew him. And I remember that he was very agnostic, very, very, uh, he, he wasn't just ignorant. Uh, the word agnostic means ignorant. When, when, I, I always think it's funny you'll talk to somebody about the Lord and they go, well, I'm agnostic. <laughs> Do you know what the word agnostic means? Ignoramus. I'm an ignoramus. What it means, I'm completely ignorant concerning the things of God. And they say that I'm agnostic like it's some kind of a higher echelon of intelligence. I'm an ignoramus. Really? Being ignorant of who God is doesn't remove who God is. And understanding this sometimes. And I remember this guy named Red, my mom and dad, as because he was so nasty. You know what they said? I, I thought my mom, my mom was raised in the military. People say, your mom wears GI boots. Mine did. And she'd put them in your mouth if you'd sassed her. <laughs> Ask me how I know. But I thought she, she, they're, they're going to come off with some really harsh remark to, to Red. And you know what they said? 
They said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to pray for you every day. Now, let me tell you something, what happened to Red. It was about a month and a half later, Red called up my parents on the phone and said these exact words. Stop praying for me. You see, God was dealing with him. God deals with people through you, your request. That's why the Bible says the fervent prayer of a righteous man in the book of James availeth much. And they began to pray for this guy. And God began to continually confront him with who he was. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. It ain't over yet, friends. I'll show you what I'm going to do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand, he will let them go. And with a strong hand, he will drive them out of his land. And God spoke to Moses and said to him, I see, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob as God Almighty. But my name, Lord, has not been known to them, or Yahweh has not been known to them. I have established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, which the land, which the land of their pilgrimage, which they were strangers. And I have also heard the groanings of my children of Israel, whom the Egyptians are, are keeping in bondage, and I have remembered my covenant. Therefore... Say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will rescue you from their bondage. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and great judgments. And I will take you as my people and I will be your God. And then you shall know that I am the Lord your God who brings you up out of the land under the burdens of the Egyptians." And I will bring you into the land which I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and they will give it to them as a heritage. I am the Lord. And so Moses spoke to the children of Israel. Here it is. But they would not listen to Moses because of the anguish of the spirit and the cruel bondage. They couldn't believe what God said he would do. Now, friends, I understand that. Maybe you're going through that. Maybe you backslided on the Lord a long time ago because you asked God to do something and he didn't do it the way you thought he was going to do it. And you got mad at him. You know, I talked to a lot of people like that. They go, yeah, I used to walk with the Lord and I really needed God to do something for me and he didn't do it for me. And so I picked up my marbles and I went home. Well, that isn't the way God works. You see, God's got a bigger plan than just what I see. And I have to realize you all of us as Christians, the things that happen to us are not by accidents. You know, in the Hebrew uh, understanding of life, there are no coincidences. It's all divinely appointed by God. And you say, well, if there's a God, how could he allow this to happen to me? Because God is bigger than the circumstance. God is bigger than your understanding of the circumstance, and he's endeavoring to reach out and save the reds of this world. You see, this is a bigger thing than just what I see. It's God's big plan. And as we look at this here today, God is saying, look, I'm going to bring you out of the land of Egypt. They go, well, we don't really believe you, Moses. That doesn't mean it's not true. 
God's not done with them yet. And the Lord spoke to Moses, verse 10, saying, Go in, speak to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, that he must let the children of Israel go out of the land. And Moses spoke before the Lord, saying, The children of Israel have not heeded me, How then shall Pharaoh heed me, for I am of uncircumcised lips? He always goes back to, I am not worthy. Do you notice that? I'm a man of unclean lips. You picked the wrong person. You ever feel like that? No, God knows who he picks. He sees you differently than you see yourself. And Moses keeps saying, "I I am not worthy enough to do this. Okay. Let's get something straight, everyone. I'm not worthy. I remember a girl one time, she was praying. She said, Lord, I'm not worthy, but I don't care. That's true. We're not worthy, but God's worthy. And God makes you worthy. We never, all of us, never approach God in our goodness. Look how good I am. Look what I did. I'm kept in shiny buttons. I don't approach God that way. I approach God because he loves me and we are his children. Oh, friends, again, I've shared this many times. This is what the cults never can communicate to their people. Oh, they'll use the name Father. They'll use these names, but they don't, they don't believe it because they got everybody out trying to earn their childhood with a relationship with God. The Bible says you are his kids. That's why God wants you to pray when you pray. Daddy, help. You know, I've many years, you know, you, you get good. The longer you've been a Christian sometime, you've got to watch out for verbalized religious garbage. Oh God, thou art above all gods. I thank thee. Always, always use 16th century King James English. That impresses God. Oh Godeth, thou art above all Godeth. And I thanketh thee. When inside you're going, amen, God, I'm hurting. You can be real with God. You can be real with daddy. You can say, daddy, my heart's breaking. I'm sorry, I'm hurt. And God goes, I know. Come sit in my lap. And that, friends, is what we need. That melts away all the junk and the tears and the heartache and the shortcomings that we've all experienced in this life. Here's Moses, who God is using to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. One of the most most steadfast patriarchs in the Old Testament. Insomuch when Jesus was transfigured before uh, Peter, James, and John on the Mount of Transfiguration, Moses was there. And yet we see that Moses was just like us. Just like us. He recognized he was nothing. He goes, I'm a man of unclean lips. God, what do I got to say to these people? Pharaoh's not going to believe me. Your own people don't believe me. And so he says, go speak to Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Isn't it weird that the command still stays the same? Go back, speak to him. I'm a man of unclean lips. Verse 13, And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and gave them a command. 
for the children of Israel and for Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. Now, verses 14 through 25 are the children of Israel and their, their, their family heads. I won't read that. I'll let you do that. But he says in verse 26, These are the same Aaron and Moses, to whom the Lord said, Bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt according to their armies. These are the ones who spoke to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring out the children of Israel from Egypt. These are the same Moses and Aaron. I think it's in there for a reason. Because we see Moses breaking down, saying, God, you got the wrong guy. You don't have me. I'm a man of unclean lips. And the Bible says, nope, this is the same Moses that I started with, the same Moses I'm working with now. The same person that God started with with you when you accepted Christ is the same person you are now. You just need to realize who you are in Jesus. So he says, came to pass on that day, verse 28, the Lord spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt, that the Lord spoke to Moses saying, I am the Lord. Speak to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, all that I say to you. But Moses said before the Lord, behold, I am uncircumcised lips. How shall I have Pharaoh listen to me or heed me? See, Moses still did not see himself the way God did. Friends, this is great hope for me. When I can see sometimes my failures and say, God, I... I don't see how you could use me or us or any of us. I fail to see God. The God in you, the God in me, God, what he's done because I've invited him to be there. That's what makes the difference. I just want to encourage all of you today. The work that God has begun in you through Jesus Christ, he will accomplish. He ain't done with you yet. You say, but Mike, I I feel like my arms are broken. Yeah. We all do sometimes. Moses did. And you know what I think is really amazing here? That the Bible doesn't read like this in chapter 7. So the Lord said to Moses, Okay, you're a loser. See ya. He didn't say that. He continued to work with him. God will continue to work with you. The work that he's begun in you, he will fulfill it. Oh, friends, that's great news. I give up on things. You ever had a hobby? Some of you have them in your garage. And that well, man, this is really cool. I'm going to do this. And then you lose interest. I, I talked to a dear friend this week. And he said, you know, Mike, there's a lot of things I like to do, but I, I find that I lose interest in the project before it's finished and I never get it done. Yeah, I know. I think we're all kind of like that a little bit. The Bible says, God, who's begun a good work in you, will fulfill it. I just want to encourage you, God's not given up on you. You are his interest. You are his greatest child and hobby. To see us do well. This morning we have communion. And you know one of the interesting things about communion is that Jesus is in the upper room and he, and, he, and he breaks the bread and he says, this is my body which is broken for you. 
Peter says in the book of Peter, quoting from the Old Testament, by his stripes were healed, by his broken body were healed. We need to be healed, friends. We just do. I need to be healed of the way I look at God. I need to be healed of the way I look at one another. I need to be healed of of my feelings. You know, a, a lot of us, we're really hurt. You know, it's really funny. We come to church on Sunday morning and we all, we all know each other because we're here and everything. But you know, when I begin to really, uh, the brother I was talking to this past week and um, he's talking about his hobbies. He just began to share with me his childhood. Raised in orphanages. I had no idea. He said, you know, Mike, one of the greatest things was that it just so happened that the, the, the orphanages that I was raised in, the, the, the homes that I was raised in, happened to be Christian homes that made that impact in my life that I didn't have from my natural family. And I go, man, that is incredible. Because I would, looking at him, I would have never known that. And all of us in this room, different heart, different broken hearts, being burned by lovers, being burned by your friends, being burned by your family, leaves a mark. We need to be healed. That bread that was broken for you, by his stripes, we're healed. It isn't just the spiritual healing. We need to be emotionally healed. We need to be mentally healed. We need to be all those things because we're a composite being. God knows how complicated we really are. No one has ever had all the experiences in life that you have had. Oh, you might relate with somebody that had something similar happen, but I'll tell you something. Only you are you. And God loves you so much. He goes, I want to heal you. I want to restore you. I want to rebuild you. That's what God does. This morning, if you're not a Christian, you need to get right with God. You have no one restoring you. You need to be rebuilt. Moses was rebuilt by God when Moses said, I can't talk. You got the wrong guy. They don't, Pharaoh, the people of Israel don't listen to me. How is Pharaoh going to listen to me? And God says, go tell Pharaoh. You see, God rebuilds. You need to be rebuilt this morning. You need to be healed. And that's one of the wonderful things about a loving father is he wants to heal us. This morning, if you're not a Christian, you can pray and ask God to forgive you of your life. The way you lived it. And then, from this day on, I want to live for you, God. I want my life to mean something in eternity. And let God do that. We're going to pray. And then after we pray, you're invited to have communion. And then say, Lord, this bread I hold in my hand, heal me. This cup, remind me of who I am in you every day. If I forget who I am in Christ, I am complete. I'm complete prey for the devil. You see, if the devil can make you forget who you are in Jesus, he has won. That's why it's so important. You cannot forget. That's why we come together on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night. That's why when we read our Bibles at home or listen to Christian radio or Christian music, these things all remind us of who we are in him. We're more than conquerors, Paul says, through Jesus Christ our Lord.
If you need to get right with God, let's pray right now. And those listening by radio and the internet, you pray as well. And let God do what he wants to do in your life. Let's pray. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. And I repent of the foolish way that I have lived my life. I ask you to come into my life today. From this day forward, I want to serve you. My life to mean something in eternity. I believe Jesus died on the cross for me. And his blood covered my sins. All the things I've done wrong. And rose from the dead to give me life each and every day. And so now fill me with your Holy Spirit that I will see myself the way you see me and help me every day to be about your business. And thank you for eternal life with you forever. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that, welcome to God's family. If you don't have a Bible, I'll give you one. I got a couple of books, a couple of DVDs I'd like to just give you that will encourage you. Great for showing. When you tell your friends, hey, I accept the Lord. What does that mean? Here, watch this. It's good. Now, communion. You see, if, if, if you have communion and you're not a, a believer, you're just wasting your time. But once you're a believer, now this simple thing is so medicinal for what you need. I need my heart healed. You know, it's funny, as I get older, I realize how much I need it healed every day. And this morning, you can have your heart healed. As you hold that bread in your hand, as you look at it, realizing that God made a way for you. You know, Jesus said, this is my blood which is shed for you. You're a somebody. Never forget that. Because the world will try to convince you you're not. Remember, you and God is a majority in any situation. Moses goes to Pharaoh. You know, I, I, I can just see Moses walking in there where Pharaoh's at. Looking around, maybe looking at the big throne he was sitting on, going, you know, maybe the devil was talking to him and saying, you know, you could have been on that throne all along. He was in line for the throne as well, being Pharaoh's daughter. Son. Walking in there, looking at everything, 40 years before realizing I was here. And I can just see him looking around going, wow. And then telling Pharaoh, hey. And I don't know, I think they probably knew who Moses was. God isn't done with your enemies yet. God's heart is that they would repent. But if they don't, there's an eternal judgment. May the Lord just use all of us to reach out to people while we can. Father, as we pass out these elements today, as we hold them in our hand, we need to be healed. We need your touch. We just ask you, God, that your Holy Spirit would just touch 
each person in this room today and bring about your healing your remembrance of who you are in us and so Lord this morning bless every person here in Jesus name Amen Thanks for joining us on It's Time as Pastor Mike teaches verse by verse through the Bible if you've missed a program or would like to catch up you can do so by getting it from the It's Time podcast in the iTunes store or by downloading it from the It's Time website at theriverchristianfellowship.com. On behalf of Pastor Mike and the rest of us here at the River Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening and tune in next time for It's Time. It's Time.